Americans enjoy owning things, homes, cars, and all kinds of possessions. But when it's time to downsize, how do you do it? InfoTrack's Taryn McCall has the story. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Do you own your stuff, or does your stuff own you? Like many Americans facing retirement or lifestyle changes, you may be faced with having to trim your belongings to fit a new smaller house or a work-from-home job. C.G. Ware joins us now in InfoTrack. She's a journalist and author of Right-Sizing Your Life, Simplifying Your Surroundings While Keeping What Matters Most. I like the term right-sizing instead of downsizing. It puts a more positive spin on something many people dread doing. Well, absolutely, and that's really why I ended up coming up with that title, because we had lived in one house for 23 years, 4,000 square feet of living space, and we moved from Southern California up to San Francisco, where it's a much more compact city, and all of a sudden, you know, we were just not going to have that kind of space. And the whole thought of, quote, downsizing was totally depressing. And as I began to try to find a blueprint, you know, or a roadmap for how we were going to live in this totally new environment, I began to realize, hey, as I began to choose only the things I used and loved in my life, I began to feel actually exhilarated and certainly liberated. And I realized, hey, this isn't necessarily depressing downsizing. Do we attach too much sentimentality to our stuff? Well, I don't think it's too much. I think the facts are we do attach a lot of sentiment in ways we're sometimes not even aware of. For instance, I remember we would put all our stuff in storage, and the first thing that came out of storage was my now 35-year-old son's little rocking chair. And my husband said, oh, well, we don't need this. And he starts heading for the dumpster. And I started sobbing. And I realized, yeah, we have a lot of sentiment attached to things that we may or may not need in our lives now. And we have to understand why we're attached. And then, you know, get a little tough with ourselves and say, okay, what could I do with this little rocking chair that I would still have it in the world, but I don't have room for it where I am. And in our case, we found what I call creative recycling. Our sentiments were truly attached to this little chair, but we gave it to our godchild and said, okay, if our son ever has a child, will you promise you'll pass it on to him if he wants it? So that was sort of the solution. And and what I really found out is that, yeah, we really are attached in emotional ways to much of our things. And we need to figure out why and then say, okay, do I love it? Do I use it now? Is it beautiful? Yes, it's sentimental. Is it valuable? And make decisions that it has to be two or three of those things in order to make the cut. For instance, people have end up after years of living in one place with kind of ratty towels, and they don't really want to take them to the next place. Well, you know, the Humane Society and your local vet needs those kinds of towels to line the cages. So I felt so great, you know, when I went to the Humane Society, I said, can you use these? And they said, yeah, they were thrilled. I was thrilled. I'd solved a problem. You know, it's that way of thinking about our possessions because we're really drowning in them. It's thinking about the way we live now and then designing what we use and love for that new surroundings. And, and that's sort of the key, I think. The last time I moved, I remember driving alone to my new place and the moving truck was in back of me. And I was thinking, if this truck fell off the face of the earth, I wouldn't mind. Well, you know, I, I was... think a lot of things have happened to Americans since 9-11 and since Katrina and, in our case, in California, earthquakes, that when it really gets down to it, 
what really matters most. And when you really get down to it, what matters most is usually not that much of your material goods. Yes, you need to know the number to your bank account in case there's a disaster. Yes, you want to know how to get in touch with your loved ones. You need to know your identity and how to prove it in the next situation, but they're just a few things that really matter most. The reality of organizing and going through things and separating and cleaning out can be pretty daunting. What are some tips for making it not quite so traumatic? You start small and get a system. I sort of call it the six magic questions. One is, do I love it? Do I use it now? Is it in good working order now? Is it beautiful? Is it sentimental? And is it valuable? And for me, you have to say yes to two of those six questions. Unless you're moving next week, it's really good to do this for two or three hours and then give yourself a break. C.G. Ware has been our guest on InfoTrack. She's the author of Right Sizing Your Life. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. We're proud to bring you InfoTrack every week at this same time, and we hope you enjoy the show. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation. Visit us online at TalkZone.com. Internet services by Pear.com. The people behind InfoTrack include executive producer Randy Meyer, reporters Taryn McCall, Roy Mackey, and Jim Anthony, and our announcer Charlie Van Dyke. I'm Chris Whitting. We'll see you next week right here for another edition of InfoTrack. <laughs>